views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests on Patriots with Grit do not necessarily reflect those of Patriots with Grit LLC, its founders, and owners. Get ready for truth bombs and guidance from conservative leaders and entrepreneurs from God-fearing, freedom-loving, truth-telling, patriotic Americans. Welcome to Patriots with Grit. Now let's jump into today's episode with your host, Darren Ross. You know what, guys? There is a way to take America back from the secret, ruthless interests who are operating without our consent or our knowledge. Randy, what is that? That would be Tactical Civics. And we're going to hear from our great guest today, Bill Ogden from TacticalCivics.com. Here we go. You flu shot that body, and now you spike vax that body. You shouldn't get spike vax if you've had an allergic reaction to spike vax or its ingredients. Rare cases of inflammation of the heart muscle and outer lining have been reported. The most common side effects are injection site pain, redness and swelling, tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills. Actually, we could demonstrate the uh, spike protein in practically all organs. The vaccines have ravaged the population. The spike protein is proven to cause four major domains of disease. Spikevax that body with Spikevax by Moderna. Then you can see also that the nerve cells express the spike protein. And I personally would uh, prefer to use my nerve cells for thinking and not for producing the spike protein. Well, it seems like a lot of people in America, Randy, all they want to do is have a flag hanging out on their front porch and put political signs in their front yard, maybe go to a rally or two, and they all think they're saving America. And I think what we've got to do is there, it's time to start doing things. The rallies have got to stop. we got to start learning our laws. we got to start addressing our rights through the laws legally and peacefully. But there is a mechanism for that. 100%. And we have an awesome guest here today with us, Bill Ogden from the great state of Pennsylvania. Bill, we just recently learned about Tactical Civics and TacticalCivics.com. You know, I always say that Randy and I aren't real bright. You know, I didn't uh, pay attention much in school. I didn't learn uh, a whole lot about politics or history, and they never really interested me all. But... After COVID started, uh, about two weeks into the COVID con, I decided, you know what, something's off in our country, and it's time to wake up and start paying attention and learning about history, learning the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence. And when we learned about what you all are doing at Tactical Civics, we had a presentation here in our local county about three or four weeks ago. Randy and I were uh, just in awe of what's going on with your organization what you guys are doing across the country, and what you're doing to take back one county at a time. So if you would, come on here and talk to our audience, give us some education, and uh, teach us a little bit about tactical civics and what we can do to start on this journey. Well, thanks, fellas, for having me on. Uh, you're in Missouri, is that correct? That's yep. what they say, the show yep. me state. Yep, outside of Kansas City. I don't really see anything that convinces me that's where you're really at, but we'll bring that up after the show. Ah, I wonder what that's supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the show me state, you know. Oh, okay. So so show me some good things about tactical civics. (laughs) Uh, St. Thomas was from Missouri, I believe. Okay. uh, uh, We all have a similar journey. I listen to a lot of people tell what we call our how, what, why. How'd you hear about it? What'd you like about it? Why'd you join? 
and everybody starts about the same place. They're trying to figure out what went wrong. You know, I, I'm old enough. If, if you ever saw the uh, Andy Griffith show where he was sheriff of Mayberry and his kid would run along barefoot and they'd do fishing in the pond with a cane pole. And so I grew up in that America. That's the America I remember. We'd leave the house in the morning and mother would say, don't come back until dark. When she when it get dark, she'd go out in the porch and call us about like we call the dogs. And we'd all come, the dogs and my brother and I, and uh, she'd feed us. And life was just good. Uh, you know, it was just, it was good. Do that now. Ask yourself who's doing that now, just turning the kids loose on a sunny afternoon and not worrying about it. Uh, we are being governed against our will, was my conclusion. I had evidence of it. They stole the election. That was, seemed obvious to me. And I was pursuing information. You know, I don't like to go off half-cocked. So I watched all the testimony out of Gettysburg in Pennsylvania about the election steal. Then I watched all the Michigan testimony. Then I watched all the Georgia testimony, including when the guy hacked into the voting machine in real time in front of a Senate subcommittee. Then I watched all of it out of Arizona. Then I watched the people that went house to house in Arizona to double check that people actually lived at that address that said they mailed in a ballot. And of course they didn't. And uh, nobody's doing anything. I did not, that's what I didn't understand. There's this mounting pile of evidence and clearly there's a problem that somebody needs to address. So I began to search for answers and I went all the places that you go after you're done with mainstream media, because we know they lie. Uh, they're paid to lie. Uh, they're paid handsomely to lie. And if you don't lie, you get fired. I saw that as I watched media. So I began to search what my wife affectionately referred to as the crazies. So right. I say, what are the one of the you're agreeing with that you're part of the crazies you're all <laughs> media and uh, you know i can run a list you've listened to podcasters so have i and and uh, I, I just i was searching i heard a lot of articulation of problem but i wanted to know how to fix it and i came upon uh what we call the three amigos podcast it was scott mckay nino rodriguez and mike jaco and they were to have a guest on a guy named Dave Zuniga from Tactical mm -hmm. Civics. Mm -hmm. And those three heavyweights pommeled him for an hour with questions, and he just handled them all. About halfway through the program, I ordered the book, The Great We Set. He was promoting that title, The Great We Set. They would hold it up. I saw that you have one on your desk there, and uh, I ordered it. Now, here's a, a little caveat. I, I've known Scott McKay for 30 years. He grew up in the same county I live in. Mm -hmm. uh, so our paths have crossed. I called him after his show, and I said, hey, Scott, I think you're onto something. This guy's actually got real workable solutions for the problem we're all trying to get fixed. But it was more than that. He also addressed what's happening. Doesn't it seem crazy Aren't there people that doing doing things that just seem like it's topsy turvy world? People walking backwards in, you know, out the indoor, in the outdoor, cats and dogs getting along. The whole thing, something's not right. And he addressed that through Romans chapter one, verse eighteen to the end, where Paul's addressing the Romans. He said to them two thousand years ago, "You know, you people know that God is God. You can look around and see it, but you have to worship inanimate objects and idols and stuff. So God has given you over 
to your stupidity. And then Paul goes, he says that three times, by the way. Paul never said anything more than once, but he said that three times. And then he listed 24 specific things that were going on as evidence of being over, given over to their stupidity. And here's one. Although they thought themselves wise, they were as fools. Have you seen any of that going on recently? Uh, oh, it- claim to be really smart that are absolutely foolish. I know. Let's cut off all our energy. <laughs> that seems <laughs> Here's one. Let's quit exporting liquefied natural gas because it's bad for the planet. Yeah, but I thought we hated the Russians. Don't they sell liquefied natural gas? Won't it be a windfall? I mean, it's just, it sounds wise, but it's, it's foolishness. And I, I thought about it. Do I, am I willing to believe that this is ungodliness? Is this a spiritual war? Well, the Q people seem to talk about it's going to be biblical. I hear a lot of people talking about an epic struggle of good and evil. But when you look at what the global communists believe, they dedicated their written work to Lucifer. So apparently they think it's a spiritual battle. I decided I'm going to buy into that. Somewhere in, uh, I think it's in Corinthians, it says, if my people who are called by my name will will turn from their wickedness and humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. And David Zuniga said, what we need is repentance. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, repentance is a change in attitude with the corresponding change in actions. And he didn't just say we needed to do it, but he explained what that meant. We've been slothful. We've been neglectful. We've been ignorant. Willfully so, we have not done that which we need to do to sustain our own country. Ben Franklin came out of the hall and uh, Lady, whatever her name was, and it'll come to me while I'm talking. Lady Gaga? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. She's Lady satanic. Powell. Okay. Lady Powell said, what kind of government have you given us, uh, oh, yeah. Dr. Franklin? And his answer was, a republic if you can keep it. And we always focus on the republic because we're arguing with people that keep saying democracy. But I like to focus on the if you can keep it. The implication there was that she or or the collective you had something to do to sustain this. My great, 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 great grandfather was the first white settler in Clearfield County. He came up the river with his son. They had to pull the canoe out periodically because of trees and rapids and such found a clear field in the middle of the Susquehanna River and built a cabin at the upper end with the help of the local Indians. It was the fourth or the uh, the eighth time the guy had moved in 40 years. He was 62 when he came here. Think about that for a while. I'll just go live in the wilderness at 62. When they got the cabin more or less framed out, he went back down river and got his wife, Eleanor, and the five or six other kids, and they walked up here. And that's quite a, quite a journey. And... <clears throat> He was the government in Clearfield County. You know, I ask people rhetorically, what what police do you think he called? The state police or the county police when he had a problem? None. He was the police. He was the dog law. He was code enforcement. He was Bureau of Streets and Public Work. He's the only guy here. His son, William, married a bloom from up up river. That was the first wedding of county residents. They had 16 children that lived. And I know how it works to have your extended family around. My, my family all lives close enough, and we can get together and talk about things. For instance, my son runs the snowplow up and down our driveway, and we tell the other 
residence here to move your vehicle. That's a municipal function. We've got a common dumpster and we have a discussion about the right way to put the trash in and how to have your vehicle out of the way when the, the truck comes to get it. We talk about one another's dogs. That's dog love. We are the municipality up here in our own little slice of heaven. And I say that because that's where this country started. A bunch of business owners, because all the founders were entrepreneurs, got together. They decided, you know, the mantle of government fell upon the shoulders of we the people by virtue of defeating the British. But when there were enough of us, we decided to hire some folks to handle some of the particulars of governance. And I like to deal in the federal constitution because it's common to all of us. They listed 17 specific tasks they wanted their public servants to accomplish. 17 specific things in the Constitution. We hired people, no whispering while I'm talking, we hired people <laughs> to do those 17 functions. And uh, who's the boss? Civics, you know, David Zuniga says civics is about who's the boss. Well, we the people are the boss. How do you know? It would be a form of insanity to rise up against the most powerful imperial force on the planet, kick them out of here, and then turn around and put a king in over us. Mm -hmm. We're not going to write a constitution to create a boss. We are the boss. And if you think in terms of, of a, a small business ownership, you know, if you own a restaurant, you got to unload a truck take reservations, got to deal with the accountant, the advertising people, got to deal with people calling in sick, try to be nice to your customers and turn a buck. You're there early, you're there late. And so just think of the mindset that a room full of entrepreneurs and business owners would have had when they wrote a constitution. When somebody fails to do everything that's in the job description, they're stealing time. That makes them a criminal. When they do more than is listed, add stuff to it, well, they're stealing authority, that makes them a criminal. And so it gives us two groups of people that are our public servants, those that are actual public servants and those who are criminals. Tactical civics is about doing the following. We're gonna enforce the constitution for once. The problems that we face would not have occurred had the constitution been enforced. Tactical civics also promotes that it is the duty of citizens in a free republic to act civically in the organs that enforce the Constitution. The public servants need supervision. The criminals need consequences. And so how are we going to do this? Well, we're going to stand up a chapter in every county across republic. That's uh, 3,100 and some odd counties. We're going to look for about half of 1% to give you a metric. In my little county, there's 80,000 residents. That's about 401 people as part of a tactical civics chapter. We're going to organize our chapters first. Then when we are ready in concert, we will move. In concert means at the same time. I have to explain that where I'm from. In concert means at the same time. <laughs> We're going to move to establish county ordinances, one for the grand jury, the county grand jury. It has a thousand year history. It is how things were done. We brought it from England. We had it during the colonial period. We had it during the revolutionary period. We had it right up through the 1940s, but of course the public servants or criminals tried to squash that because it's an oversight body. They are sworn in by the judge. 
They're equal in authority to the judge in the courthouse. He leaves once they're sworn in. Uh, they're drawn from the election rolls. There's about 60,000 voters here, so that's my pool for the grand jury. They are superior to the sheriff, superior to the prosecutor. All resources of the courthouse are available to them. They can investigate anything they want to investigate. If you remember when you were in school, the teacher used to walk back and forth between the desks while you took a test. That's called proctoring. The grand jury can proctor any function of government that it sees fit to proctor, like election processes. That would be a good one. And what they're doing is looking to see if there's evidence sufficient to file a presentment that whoever uh, in government is not doing their job will have to defend themselves in front of the 12-man jury. The rules, uh, the rules are different. You can incriminate yourself. Your wife can testify against you. You don't get to have a lawyer. Double jeopardy doesn't apply. We're looking to see... Is there smoke? Because if there's smoke, we're going. The next question we're going to ask is: Is there fire? That's what the grand jury does. Uh, is all the money going where you said it was going to go? Is there malfeasance of any kind? What about those potholes you said you were going to fill? Uh, and so, do do voting machines connect to the internet or not? You know, the grand jury can find that out. The other thing that goes with that, that's incumbent with that, that has an 800-year history is called the militia. Now, somebody somewhere said, oh, don't say the word militia. You'll draw, draw uh, people in on and I said, Let me say it slowly then. Militia. So they can write it down. Militia is, is how we did things. If there was no police force, if there were no hirelings in our local police, who, who repelled raiders? You know, the militia exists in the Constitution. One of the 17 enumerated powers is Congress shall call forth the militia. If you can call it forth, it's already constituted. They shall call forth the militia to enforce the laws of the land, it's law enforcement, repel invaders, and put down insurrections, all of which would be handy in the last five or so years. Militia is how things were done. They actually had to pass a law that's unconstitutional to uh, put in place a standing army instead of the militia. And we can go into why they did all that. The bottom line is militia is constitutional. Uh, also, Congress is supposed to allocate monies in support of the militia. And so, you know, I have some things I'd like to have supported. Thank you. Uh, the Second Amendment, which we quote up here all the time because Pennsylvania's largest gun stores in my county, People always say the right to keep bare arms shall not be questioned. That's Pennsylvania. And what it says is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bare arms shall not be infringed. We're arguing over what kind of firearm we can have when the discussion should be about having a standing militia in every county. And, and uh, I'm taking a long time on that point. Because it's, it's where we begin. We're going to organize our chapters, and then we're going to come forward, and in 30 days we're going to get resolutions passed at the county level for the grand jury and the militia and county websites uh, that say when they meet and what to do and how to participate. And then the next thing that we're going to do is uh, we're going to get an amendment passed for the Constitution uh, 11 states passed it. Connecticut didn't turn in their homework or it would already be law of the land. And it simply says a federal congressional district has 50,000 people in it, not the three quarters of a million that we have now. 
when that happens, there's nowhere for them to meet. There's no office space in Washington. So we're going to ask the people we support in the new 15 seats per existing district that they first uh, order of business as they pass the Bring Congress Home Act, causing them to live and work with the people that vote for them. You know, when they put Trump in office, a lot of people are saying he was a fascist and this is fascism, which I'm glad they did because it caused us to look at the word. Fascism is uh, usually when large corporation or business interests get in bed with government to abuse the people. Kind of like big pharma or big media or big tech or mm -hmm. the military industrial complex. When those people live and work in the districts where the people live, they're going to represent us because you're going to see them at the Walmart. You're going to say, hey, Congressman, what about HR, whatever it is that you guys are doing? You realize that violates your oath of office and that's a felony, right? If the grand jury gets a hold of that, you're going to be in trouble, Buster, and that cushy job's going to be over. We're going to limit their terms as part of the Bring Congress Home Act. And so what that does is that becomes <clears throat> uh, it circum uh, circumscribes people and this, these three things, the grand jury and the militia, the ratification of the, the amendment, and the Bring Congress Home Act will circumscribe Congress and put them back on our control. And the simple control is this. They live here where the county grand jury is. They are governed under the same laws you and I live with, because every criminal knows that the way you skate justice is change jurisdictions. Washington, D.C., and their federal courts is a different jurisdiction. Con constitutionally, the federal courts are controlled by Congress, which means they can limit what a federal court even looks at. So we'll make them live under the state law where they represent. That's the nutshell. Now, I can certainly tell you more, uh, but that's the nutshell. Uh, I will tell a story uh, to kind of bring this all home. And it's not my story. I got it out of the book of Judges, Judges 6, 7, and 8. It's the story of Gideon in the Bible. And Gideon was the least of his house, and the, his family was the, was the least of the Israelites. And the Midianites were the next-door neighbors, and the Midianites would graze their animals on your ground and just generally abused you. And the story picks up with him hiding, trying to process a little bit of grain so that the Midianites didn't see him. And... Uh, after a bit, God talked him into to going down and smashing the, the Midianites' idol and killing their bull, and you know, uh, and he did. And then the Midianites came back with a vengeance, and we're going to smite him. I think that's a good place for the word smite right there. <laughs> and he blew the shofar. The shofar is the ram's horn. And every man and boy who could carry a sword who heard that call responded. That gentleman sounds like a militia to me. They didn't know what they were coming for. They just came. The story says that we want to make sure this is a work of God, not of men. So we wanted to sort them down some. So they said everybody that's scared doesn't want their name on a list, doesn't want NSA to hear their phone calls. Everybody that is too busy to take an action, you can go home. 22,000 left. That left 10,000, which was still too many for the mission. And so the, uh, the qualifier was, have them bend over and drink. Everybody that drinks like a dog won't see the enemy sneaking up on them. You're looking for the people that pick the water up and drink it like that, which was 300. 
I called them 300 special operators. Their mission was to go into the Midianite camp in the dark of night and create havoc and chaos and get the route on. Once the route started, those 31,700 other uh, men and boys with swords, they were handy to head them off to pass, keep them from getting back across the Jordan. And if you read the story, that's exactly what happened. Why do I say that? I gave you three numbers in my county, 80,000 residents, all of whom could be in the militia or at least see if they qualify, 60,000 registered voters, all of whom could be in the jury pool for the grand jury. I just don't want them showing up and saying, okay, Mr. Prosecutor, what do we do? You're supposed to know when you get there. You're not going to rely on them who you could be investigating to tell you. You're going to you're going to know. It's your company. It's your business. But the third group are the special operators, and that's tactical civics. These are the people who aren't going to be compromised by having a state job. We're not against people having state jobs. Our state representative is a great guy. I'm circulating his petition. I want him to stay there. He's honest. Okay, I don't need him to quit his job and join me. We'll find 400 special operators up here without it. But we're looking for a few good people people who are willing to stick a little bit, who are willing to focus on why. My my reason why is uh, I'm already a grandparent, and uh, later this spring I'm going to become a great-grandparent. I thought I was a really good grandparent, but I'm getting promoted to great. I'm not (laughs) sure if it comes with that, but they've got to be spectacular. I'm living on land that my great-great-great-great-grandfather got because he fought in the Revolutionary War. We've had a good life up here for generations. That good life is in jeopardy for my descendants. And it is up to me to stand. Now, what does stand mean? I don't got to carry a musket and traipse through the woods after the British. Maybe I just need to talk to you, nice gentlemen. Maybe I need to stay focused a little bit. Maybe I need to worry a little bit less over what tight end is dating what music star (laughs) about playing what football game. Because I don't care. I don't like them anyway, but I don't care. You know, bread and games, the Roman says. Give them bread and distract them with games. And I, I guess that's that's a, a good summary point. The enemy, and I call him the enemy. David Zuniga says that I'm I'm attempting, a, a, where this isn't a military thing, but criminals are my enemy. If they're stealing from me, I consider them to be hostile to me. That's an enemy. The enemy has two basic techniques that they use. One is distraction. I submit to you that the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl will be a distraction for people in your neighborhoods out there somewhere. And uh, you can you know, count on me. Oh, Randy's already distracted, Bill. I'll, Randy's I'll distracted. distracted that day. Now, I'm not distracted, so I'm part of the 300, <laughs> yeah. so let's keep talking. But but it's okay. You, you know, it's I'm not against football. I'm against it. I'm against, you know, my, my son-in-law said, I read the Constitution. He's a member of Tax 70. He said, I read the Constitution. I said, yeah. He's the first time I'm 40. So, bet you know the rules of golf, though, huh? Because that's where we are in this country. Absolutely, yes. We know seasons and bag limits for deer season. I can tell you what day muzzleloader season starts and what day it ends. You know, I, I'm I'm in the gravy train. I got my lifetime license as a senior citizen. I'll never have to buy another deer license again, and that's great. But is it the be all end all of life here? Maybe for me at my age, but what about for that great grandchild that's going to hit the ground? Are they going to be able to play in the stream or do it, you know, ride horse, whatever it was they want to do? Am I going to extend to them the liberty to be able to do it? Freedom is a lot like water to a fish in America. Fish don't know that they miss it till it's gone. It'll be the same for us. 
once freedom's gone here, we'll say, man, what were we thinking of when that happened? If all it takes is us to stand up and tell our, our friends and neighbors about what we can do to enforce the rules we set, then that's doing a lot because it's, it's the knowledge that they're lacking. Thomas Jefferson said that a man who wants to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization never was and never can be. And so those books you're reading or those audio books you're listening to, those Zoom calls you're getting on, this new information, this is going to make a big difference. You know, I said to somebody else on their program, you know, it's a proven fact if you sit and read nutrition and wellness books, you'll get thinner and healthier if you just study it. Somebody said the founding fathers were geniuses. I said, maybe. I'm not sure they were any smarter than any of us, but they had a hunger for freedom, and so they studied it. That was the focus of their learning. Well, I think, I, I think our, uh, our society now has lost that hunger for freedom. Bill, when we come back, we want to talk to you a little bit about how to join Tactical Civics, the benefits of being in Tactical Civics, the low, 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 almost zero investment to get into tactical civics and what we can learn from it. So we're going to be right back today with our awesome friend, Bill Ogden. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog whoa, bed. whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. So, Bill, you did a great job bringing us uh, uh, some history lessons there in that first part. Uh, you know, Randy and I, like I said earlier on in the in the show, we learned about tactical civics just a few weeks ago, and we were, uh, I would say, dumbfounded you know, to say the least, Randy, about the benefits of what you guys offer there. And, you know, it started out with a book. I mean, we, we went to, uh, uh, there's a large group of us here in our county that gets together several times a month. And one of the spouses actually got up and did about a 15 to 20 minute presentation. I'm like, what the heck is tactical? So I haven't heard the word civics really since high school or junior high. He did a fantastic presentation, showed your all's 11 minute video I went home, bought the book. I'm, you know, I'm knee deep into the book. Randy finished the book uh, as he's driving. He listens to audio books. Talk to us about when people join Tactical Civics, what kind of benefits there are and what they can expect to learn and uh, just, you know, wh what they can do. TacticalCivics.com is a place to go. Uh, on there, you'll see Ann Vandersteel introduce uh, the concept There'll be another video with uh, Jeff Calhoun, who's one of our best national uh, republic-wide speakers. And uh, on there, there's the 11-minute video pointing down. Uh, that's a pretty good one. 
And then uh, there's a red button up above that black arrow. When you're ready to join, press that. Uh, the cost is five bucks. We got we got some overhead. We got a website and all. Uh, of course, you can't get an egg muffin these days for five bucks. Right. So well, uh, I'm sorry about that. I played the wrong video. I played the video by accident. That's all right. Hello. Don't me. You, My name is Jeff cool. Calhoun. I'm the I'm trying to get it to shut off. So I can scroll up. <laughs> oh, you can't shut Jeff up. <laughs> but Bill, still, finally, I got to the red button. There Bill, it is. Bill, just to clarify, is it five dollars or fifty dollars to join Tactical Civics? Five dollars a month, but I'm cheap, so I went with the fifty dollars a year package. That's what I did too. I uh, fact, I like saving that extra money. That red button will get you uh, a join application, and then there's a process. Uh, where you start to accumulate the new information uh, so that you can function in this environment. That Some of that process involves watching some videos, reading a book, uh, attending a Zoom meeting uh, to get a flavor of it. We, uh, Although we have many materials, I talk to people all the time, they, they just start ordering books. I got a whole, like a foot deep stack of them here too. The Great We Sets, the primer, that's the book you need. That, that will cover everything you need in 102 pages. The appendices that come with it will give you all kinds of supplemental information. That'll bring a person up to speed. Uh, you said benefits. An online community where you can find the like-minded people that have already joined within your county, within your state, within your region. Our first priority is, is organization. We want to develop our chapter structure so that we can move together. Uh, and this is what I see as I uh, address people all around the country. Florida's got two statewide grand juries stood up right now. And uh, they got the governor to do that, which sounds like getting permission from the king to me, but I digress. But they're at the point now where they need people to take action, to call, to petition, whatever. And my comment to the guy down there is, wouldn't it have been good to assemble the people first? Out in, in Arizona, there's a guy who was running for statewide office. He got cheated like the other people. He's been accumulating data. He had 1,200 counties across the southwest of state data that showed that the election was manipulated. I said, who are you presenting that to? He said, the legislature. I said, aren't they the ones that cheated you to begin with? Wouldn't it be healthy to have a grand jury to present that to? That's what we're doing. Up in the great Northwest, there's a group that uh, they were going up against the federal government in the, uh, is it the, yeah, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, trying to get a ruling on whether or not you can provide information to a grand jury. Just provide information pertinent to a case. They, of course, got shot down. Uh, so they're going to appeal it to the U.S. Supreme Court, and they have a 1% chance of going. And my question to them was, to say it's the same question, geez, isn't that a crime in every county? Why didn't you just present that to a county grand jury somewhere? You've got standing if you live there. In other words, what, what, whatever the problem is where government's uh, involved, the remedy is the county grand jury. You know, 25 uh, residents of your county, probably that work for a living, that have a lot of common sense can sort through most of this stuff in a half a day. It, it doesn't, it's not rocket science to say, there's supposed to be 20 bucks. There's 15. Five's missing. Send him to court. Let him prove he didn't take it. Uh, so the, the organization of the groups, the chapters, 
the connection locally, that's a benefit. Um, I had told you earlier that because I knew Scott McKay, he and I have a working relationship. We already vetted one another. As you meet, when you went to that assembly and the spouse of one of the participants stood up, it was that relationship that was the basic credibility that allowed you to move forward Mm -hmm. because you knew a guy. And this is one of those principles I tell people about all things being equal. Folks would just as soon do business with someone they know, like, and trust. 100%. I got your information from a guy I've developed a relationship in tactical civics over time. He recommended it. I made the phone call because I know the guy. Uh, And so that's a benefit of joining the organization. Helping everybody focus on the main thing. I said that there there are two... uh, two weapons the enemy uses. One is distraction, and we chuckled about that. Uh, The other is division. And division is how we get people to argue and fight with one another. Uh, My dad's 92 years old. He's a lifelong Democrat. I am not. Um, And I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just I'm not. But I get the mail here, and he gets it from the Democrat Governors Association. It's got a blue stripe on the envelope, and it says, did you see what the Republicans are doing now? I get mail from the Republican Governors Association. It's got a red stripe across it. It says, did you see what the Democrats are doing? This is coming from the same people. I think that they meet in Washington in the cloakroom, and the senator says, hey, Charlie, I'm going to present my bill next Thursday. I want you to stand up and yell, that's nothing but a lot of fascist BS. And then you bring yours out two weeks later, and I'll stand up and call you a progressive liberal and storm out of the room. You think we can get that done? Hey, what time do you guys tee off tomorrow? Yes. I, you know, I, I got I to stop, Bill. I, I was meeting with the farm guys today uh, who helped run our family's farming operation, and we, we have a, a – a legal dispute going on right now with a family member for uh, actually we, we filed a lawsuit and took them to court over a drainage ditch issue. And we were talking just about that exact topic about how the lawyers, they'll get up in front of the judge and they'll fight and bicker and act like they're on your side, you know, and just, you know, battle it out. And then several years ago, we, uh, we were the uh, defendant in a court case against a large utility company who was wanting to do public, uh, uh, Utilities. No, uh, no, no. no uh, eminent domain. Oh, they wanted that, to take that, a bunch that, of our farmland to put in these large power poles. So we didn't buy buy it on it, and we we uh, made them sue us, and we were the, the defendant. And we were in the first day of court. I mean, we were in court, and their attorneys came in, three attorneys with cartfuls of stuff. You would have thought I had, you know, we had killed like a whole family or something. They brought in so many documents and materials. But the night, the day after the first day of court, we were standing out in the lobby of the courthouse. And out walks the judge, out walks one attorney, out walks our attorney, and they're like, we, we could see them through the glass, just like patting each other on the shoulder, laughing, hooping it up. I'm like, you bunch of freaking criminals. The judge, the attorney, the other attorney, they're all wings of the same bird. They're all corrupt. They're all crooked. They're all nefarious. And that's why we need to, we have to change this in this country. Sorry for the Where's rant, you? but I, I sometimes I get, on a, I get on a rant and I can't stop. <laughs> It's part of my ADD. You're alive. I am alive. We got permission. But it's true. It's like what you said. Your dad, here's the Democrat letter. Here's the Republican letter. They act like, you know, they're fighting each other, bickering back and forth. And they're all part of the same. They're all part of the same group, the Uniparty. They're they're stealing from all of us. And so that's right there. 
I don't talk Democrat, Republican anymore, nope. except to make that example. I don't talk black, white, young, old, urban, rural. I don't talk male, female. I don't talk taste great, less filling. I don't talk Steelers and Cowboys. I don't talk Ford and Chevy because those are all divisive. Every delinquent teenager knows if he can get mom and dad arguing over something, they're not looking at the sketchy stuff he just did over the weekend. They're busy battling each other. And that's a construct that we have fallen into time and time again. Washington said that political parties were going to be the death of this republic. That's that's when they wrote the documents. He urged us strongly to avoid it. And so, you know, I'm going to take that. If politics could solve the problems we currently face, we would not have the problems. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I used to do a bit when I was speaking uh, prior to tax civics is still valid, but everybody's looking for someone else to do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to elect congressman and send him to the state house or the federal house and we'll wish him well and stop by sometime. Tell me and send me a pen at election time or whatever. We don't super, my state rep was in this house here at the beginning of the week. You know, we at my wife said, do you have a girlfriend yet? Yes. He said, I do. She said, did you kiss her? I mean, that's getting to know your state rep at a whole different <laughs> level than most people think, wow. you know, well, but he's, he's, we know him. How does he represent us if we don't, know him and he doesn't know us you know his people came here as part of the uh uh, land grant from fighting in the revolution too you know we got a lot in common when you talk to the kid he's 28 i I can call him a kid and get away with it Uh, but we figure uh most citizens figure we can just vote for somebody and then forget about it we think if we get our kids on the yellow taxi for 12 years they'll come home educated and, and polite and good citizens uh, you know, we don't even go in for PTA night and stuff. Right. And I, I tell people, if you want your kids or grandkids to know something, you'd better be the one to tell them because they're not going to hear it anywhere else. And that includes grand jury, militia, civics in general. We're the boss. They work for us. This is my country. You know, and those kinds of things. And, uh, well, we, Bill, we, I thought about that specific thing the other day when I was driving and I was listening to some of the books. It came back to me, we're the root cause. Well, the, we've never been taught. And when we were taught, it was probably watered down. But now it's like, to me, uh, uh, in in concert with what Tactical Civics is doing, I think we got to get it back in the schools because they've taken patriot, patriotism out of the schools, too. Well, I don't normally go there, but I will for you. But only Thank you. for you. Appreciate it. Uh, and I'm in Pennsylvania. I won't pretend to know how it works in Missouri. And I wouldn't believe it anyway if you told me if I didn't <laughs> come there and actually see it. But in Pennsylvania, where where I sit, uh, my school district, let's see, in our state representative's territory, this school district receives the least state subsidy of any of the other ones. And I'm going to use old numbers. Let's just say that uh, 66% of the budget comes from our state capital. Uh there's another one next door. They get 80%. Now, if you're in business, what kind of farming do you do? Uh, grain. We raise grain. Grain. Okay. What do you do with it? Uh, sell it to grain elevators. Different elevators or all the same ones? Different elevators. Different, are different checks, different companies, different? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. If you had one grain elevator that represented two-thirds of your annual revenue, 
And they said they only wanted it delivered between 1 a.m. and 3.30 a.m. on Thursdays. Would, what would you do? Well, we'd, if they're bringing home the bacon like that, we'd probably deliver it when they want it. So in my local school district, the state of Pennsylvania is their dominant customer. Two out of every $3 in their budget comes from somebody other than the people that live here. Why would they ever listen to us from a customer standpoint? Right. Nobody. Even though they're taxing my land, and, yeah. you know, and I write the checks and they're good compared to the state. And so the answer to me isn't changing uh, the school. It's changing how we do education. We just learned and we're demonstrating that we don't have to go to a yellow or red brick building that looks like a factory to learn stuff. We can do it over the computer. The Amish, do we have Amish in Missouri? Absolutely. Yep. Oh, I was going to say, if you don't, you should get some. They're uh, just an hour north. I have an inch thick curriculum for an Amish school. If I get an Amish shed, an outhouse, a ball, and a volleyball net, I can open a school here. Okay. And, and I know those kids. They can all make change for a dollar. You know, they know how to work. Uh, they're, they're just, in other words, the time is long overdue where we have a discussion about how we do education. The way, because the way we're doing it's failing yeah. us. Every, everything that we've corporatized education, politics, medicine, and uh, religion, you know, we expect the minister to read the scripture, talk to Jesus, and let us know what was covered and get me out of there on time to go play ball later this afternoon. You know, it's, it's up to me. And that's, that is we the people right there. I am personally accountable. Now, you're a farm person. I'm a farm person, although you're a real one. I just pretend, you know. Well, I still you know, pretend, you know. I, I'm, uh, I just... Uh... You know, I grew up on a farm, had my own company for several years, and now I'm kind of back in the in the farm mode again. So I'm kind of learning my, again. My grandfather was a subsistence farmer. You know, they, they lived during the Depression off what they could grow and eat. And we milked cows when I was a kid. I wouldn't do it now, of course. Uh, I was a beef producer because <laughs> I'm lazy. Calves can milk the cows. Thank you very much. All I have to do is keep them from getting out. The uh, And so we do some of that. But after a couple hundred years on the land, what's important to us is stewardship. I, You know, we're not a bunch of ignorant hillbillies up here looking to despoil the environment in which we live. We want to take care of the water, the soil. We don't have the deep soil like you guys have. We want to take care of the wildlife and the timber. And I'm going to leave some sort of inheritance for the people that come after me and then let them worry about feeding the deer or whatever goes on here. You know, uh, uh, we hunt we hunt some animals, but by golly, we feed a bunch of them too. Uh, stewardship is really a concept uh, that we're taught in tactical civics or have reinforced. We may not use that word, but it's our responsibility to take care of our government, to oversee it, to be part of the mechanism that oversees it. And so uh, you asked about benefits. Uh, the ability to organize with like-minded people, a construct or framework around which to organize um, educational resources that you've already tapped in that are, that are easy to obtain. Uh, I tell everybody, uh, David Zuniga says, download them to your hard drive, download them to your hard drive. Get a copy of every book, audio book you can off there because uh, then you'll have it. Then all we have to do is the work. It's not hard work. Well, and I found out just scanning through it, I mean, 
you've got your orientation process, and then you've kind of got a layout of the curriculum in what order to do it. You've got your library that's got books you can order. It's got uh, all the recordings of all the calls. It's got audio books. It's got uh, scheduled Zoom trainings. I mean, there's so much on there. It's it's no person should be left without any knowledge. Now, what I want to know it is, you know, listening to some of the, the books and stuff that, that uh, David put out, it just opens your eyes to just how much the system has betrayed us. And it's just degraded over, over many, many years. Yeah. And it was such a different process. And I think what you said earlier, talking about the prosecutor and the judge, we know now the ju- the federal judges, prosecutors, you know, all DAs, that, attorneys, you know, it's all, all the bar itself is, is, is so corrupt and has changed the way we live life from a legal standpoint. And when you talked about the, the grand juries and the militias, we don't ask permission. Like what you were saying, you don't ask permission from a judge. You don't ask permission to, to have this stuff. There was one comment I think David made, and I think it was about Missouri. I think it was Missouri had a law that a grand jury could only be convened if there was a case to give them by the prosecutor, which is those two don't go together. Well, the legislatures have taken control while we were fooling around. Exactly. Yep. So in Pennsylvania, the law is a county can have a grand jury, but now we got to get an ordinance passed in the county to have it. If you're if you're read uh, discerningly, we should be doing this at the state level. But the federal government has so corrupted the states that the fallback is to do it at the county level, and so that's where we'll that's where we'll go. And of course, the advantage of county, you know, uh, when you see people, one of the first topics up here is how is it we're related again, you know, because either we know everybody or we know somebody that knows them up here. Right. Only eighty thousand of us. That seems like a big number, but it's not, uh, you know, when you start working up and down through, hey, your brother wrestled over there. I mean, you know the conversations. This is small town America. I personally have a theory that part of the plan to disrupt us was to disperse us so that our number one exports are children that go away somewhere to work to pay off the college that they thought they had to have when they bought the car on time and married that girl and bought a house on a mortgage. Now they're going to be... Uh, work in some place, have an empty house that they make payments on. Uh, they don't know the people across the street. That's not that's not that's not how this is done. You know, I know the people across the street up here, and if there's new people move in, which does happen, we go see them. You know, Mrs. Heil passed away, and the, the family sold her house, and uh, that girl, some sort of relative of mine, I had to work convolutedly. Her name's Sarah. My daughter's name is Sarah. Uh, you know, we got to get a new book of names. Her cousin is Jimmy. My brother's name is Jimmy. Jimmy married Jennifer. Sarah's, my Sarah's twin sister is Jennifer. Their daughter's Madison. My granddaughter's Madison. You know, I'm not saying we're inbred, but we're running out of names. <laughs> Are you sure you're in Pennsylvania? <laughs> well, it's a small town. It's a small community. You know, we do things like we all share more or less the same farrier. You know what I mean? Yeah. We call him the horse gossip. You know, he'll tell us what's going on at the other people's horses. And we talk. <laughs> and then he got he got on to us. He said, you know, them other people, they had fresh cookies when I got there. 
son of a gun. We got to start making this guy, you know. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> want, I want to give a shout out. First of all, I, I really like Bill when he said wrestle. When yeah, he said wrestle. wrestle. The I guy, caught that. He wrestled over there in the next county. When he said wrestle, he had me. I mean, and you spell it there, R A S T L E R. R A S S E L. He was a wrestler. We spell ours with a W. W R A. So, Bill, I want to give a shout out to tacticalcivics.com. You know, I'm not a big techie, but I will say your all's website, you know, is so well put together. Over the last three years, when you know Randy and I have been on this journey of learning, it seems like everything's so fragmented. I mean, you'll you'll get an article texted to you from a friend or emailed to you from a relative, or you know somebody will say, "Hey, watch this video on YouTube," and it's you know you have to go here and piecemeal all these different. It's like a, a puzzle that's been dumped out on the floor, and you have to turn the pieces upside down and get them in the up right side up and get them in the right spot. But tacticalcivics.com to me is just like a, a blueprint. I mean, it's a uh, paint by the numbers, you know, one, two, three, ABC, so simple, so well put together, so easy to navigate, but then so uh, just uh, the the data and the content is so massive that it just makes sense and it's so easy to follow. And it's not like you're having to work for it. It's just, it's right there. If you put in the work to read it and to listen to it and to watch it, it all makes sense. So you're not having to spend all this energy and effort going out finding them piecemeal and all this stuff together. So I just want to give you guys a big shout out and tell uh, tell our viewers and our listeners, you know, for 50 bucks, I mean, just don't go to Starbucks for like seven days and you can have a year uh, subscription to Tactical Civics. You did it, Randy. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. And, you know, you know, the one thing that pops in my mind, I know tons of people that are in other organizations uh, and I don't know why this one pops in my head, but, you know, you go to your Lions Club meeting every, every month. That's got, they've got purpose. They help help people but that's not doing us any good i think time needs to be invested in learning your country regaining what you don't i guess what you never really knew was patriotism you just thought you were a patriot taking back what's been stolen i mean i i'm not a patriot until i know what we should have had that's fair there's uh there's at least one parable in the New Testament that starts off with, and then the master returned. We are the master. Mm -hmm. It's time for our return. We don't know that we're the master. Not only that, we've hired people who are supposed to be public servants who think they are the master. And I have some sad news for them. They're not the master. You know, it just isn't. You know, life, liberty, and happiness was life, liberty, and uh, uh, property. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm waiting right. for people to start asking about enforcing property rights in this country for once. Uh, uh, and that's that's another off topic. Well, well, well uh, how would it be if our elected officials, servants, they, yes, elected servants <laughs> went into office knowing that they weren't going in for a lifelong business journey and that the people were going to hold them responsible because there is no accountability now. We just had a, excuse me, a rally in our state capitol over an abortion bill, and two Republicans on one of the committees is trying to block it. And three hundred people show up, and when they go to their offices, they're conveniently not there. That's right. Well, when they live in the district, you can go to their house. Yes. You know, they got to eat and get gas sooner or later. You know, we'll see that. And that's that's the beauty of it. 
we'll see those people. Yep. No more townhouse in Alexandria. No more cocktails <laughs> with lobbyists. No more boyfriend, girlfriend on the side. You will live and work amongst the people that elected you that you serve and only for two terms, not this endless thing. So I suggest you get your ducks in a row before we vote you in because you're coming out sooner or later. Uh, you know, sooner is not, not that much different than later. It's just a, it's just a function of taking control. You know, I try to use examples to help people grasp this. One of the challenges is, uh, we went through a period in the seventies where personal business ownership was down under 10% countrywide. Everybody worked for somebody else, which meant they weren't responsible for a lot of the things that go in to having a job. They mm -hmm. just showed up and did a job on the farm. You know, I, I told somebody the other day, if I, if I'm fixing to go out and put up, Hey, I, I put diesel fuel in first, you know, I, I check all my fluids that, but I don't go start and then say, Oh, I need fuel. You know, there's certain things you do when you, you're running things. Uh, and some of it you do so that you don't have problems tomorrow or the next day. You know, that's mm -hmm. why we check the oil and, and do some of that stuff, grease some things. Uh, that's part of ownership. The, one of the advantages of the tactical civics is it's focused us. You know, Mike Murdoch says most people fail due to broken focus. They get doing this, they get looking at and so on. And we get running around. I said earlier, diversion and distraction. If you remember the lion tamer, the guy had a chair and a whip. Now, you know, the lion or the gang alliance could have taken all that from him. But the problem was they weren't sure which one of those legs of the chair was going to poke him or what he was going to do with the whip. And because they were distracted, they hesitated. We have to focus. Tactical civics provides a framework around which to focus and organize and then all move with one accord. The simple truth is there are more of us than there are of them. And we run this thing. They work for us. And, and I think they're scared. I, I truly think they're scared. And, you know, this, I, I saw this come up, this uh, proposed bill for uh, preventing the private military, or basically they don't want to have militia, correct? They don't want to have private militia. Okay. Am, am I missing something here? But I mean, they no, don't. Are, it's, all, it's already against the law in 50 states. <laughs> this is this is purely electioneering uh, because, you know, the Montana 3% that's fixing to kill John and Beth Dutton again this year on Yellowstone, they're <laughs> yeah. a private militia. All right. And, and uh, they shouldn't exist. We're talking about lawful militia. Lawful okay. militia where we organize, elect our officers, present that slate to the county who has got an ordinance in support of us. They approve our slate of officers or make recommendations back. And we work together with the county government. County government commits funds in support of the militia. It, it is, it is, that's why it's intra-constitutional, not extra. Private militia, you know, I'd be against that too, because anybody could form one. So that's you know, just my ignorance. Then I thought we had a couple Democrats trying to propose get ahead of this thing, where where we couldn't get our militias together, even though the Constitution says we have a duty to. But so it's well, two it different says, things. Well, it says private on there. Yeah. Okay. 
So I, I just, I didn't understand. That's why I brought that up. Well, it's a good thing you brought up because that clarifies to a lot of people that are watching too. Right. Bill, I have That's to jump a- in here and I have to ask yeah. this question. You Uh-oh. know, <laughs> I, I think, you know, in our county, we did the math uh, at that presentation. I think they're about, if, if one half of 1% were to become part of tactical civics, I think it would be around 1,400 people, give or take. My concern and my question is, you know, there are a lot of like-minded people that we know, that we meet with, that we see on, a, you know, multiple times a month. And, you know, I say that a lot of them are conservative Christians, you know, they're friends, they think like we do, they, they pretty much vote like we do, but they're not action takers. They're afraid. They're, they want to go and listen and soak it all in and absorb all the information. But they're like, well, what difference can I make? What what can I do? I'm just one person. I, you know, you know, my husband and I, my wife and I, we can't do anything. You know, we're going to let you all do all the work, and then we'll just kind of sit back and watch and see how it goes. How do we push through and and break down that barrier with these people? Because so many of them are just, uh, I would say, they're comfortable, complacent, conservative Christians who don't want to take action. They're comfortable. Must be. Well, uh, okay. If the spirit's not moving them, we don't need them on the lines. You know, I'm looking for. I said, wrestle. We want the we want the ones that are hungry for victory, not the ones that just want to show up and you know mispractice. Right. And they don't show up. Um, I I I like to tell people every day the people that oppose us are doing things that make the market better for us. Every day they do something that drives people my direction every day. You know, every day they steal another election and we have John Fetterman as a Senator, John Fetterman as a Senator. Yeah. Nobody voted for him. Nobody voted for Biden up here. I know they didn't, you know, it's, it's just, uh, how did that happen? That I believe uh, the hospitals are starting to push mask mandates again, that if you want to go in to see your physician in a medical arts building, and I won't do it. I just won't do it. You know, Good I, I for guess you. I won't go. Well, the, the reason is I know it's ineffective and I'm scared that I'm setting the wrong example and I'll get somebody hurt. You know, so there's, you know, that's like you don't, you don't rub the draft horse's face because he'll get you up against the wall and rub his face on you and you'll be dead. And he won't mean to kill you. You'll just be dead. So you don't do that stuff. So your grandkids don't do it either. Because uh, I wouldn't want them squished. We've had this conversation up here. Uh, I, I can only I can only give the message. I can't stir the spirit. If their spirits aren't stirred, nothing I can do about it. Now you know I'm I'm fishing in a small pond up here. Uh, you know, you drive around, you see a truck in front of you, and it's got an FJB bumper sticker. There's a lot. <laughs> A lot of them. Underneath it, it says, "And if you like Joe, f you too." <laughs> I have not seen that one in the Show Me State. I will say that uh, the, the, there are flags on telephone poles entering and leaving certain communities that express that kind of sentiment. Uh, and uh, I mean, actual <laughs> municipalities. He's not popular up here. Um, we don't like it. We don't. We do not like. I guess there's something inside the heart of a patriot that just basically doesn't like people lording over them, right. trying to tell us what to do. So we got a little town down river, river called Renovo, 
Renova has had its economic problems. Somebody was coming in with a billion dollar investment in Renova. Billion dollars would have done a lot, building whatever they were going to build and was going to pump money in. The EPA said we can't have it. None of them people live here. None. Mm-hmm. Where's the constitutional authority for the EPA? There exactly. is one. Richard Nixon had an executive order in 1972, perhaps for a good reason, Love Canal and all that. I don't think you fellows are old enough to remember any of that, but I do. Randy is. Well, they shouldn't have it. The The EPA is unconstitutional. The Department of Energy, which produces no energy, just employs people that don't let you have energy, yeah. make you get that uh, DEF for in your tractor or, or wherever else you got it, and then make that short. Anyway, there's no constitutional authority for that. No constitutional authority for Department of Education, Department of Justice. And we can, run, you know, we're going to get rid all of that the three stuff. letters. We all know that we want to get rid of it. We just don't know how. And so people talk, and you're allowed to challenge them. You asked a how question. Uh, are you serious about doing something, or are you just letting off hot air? That's a good question for people. That's a great yeah, question. I, I hear you don't like what's going on. You know, are you planning to do? And here's my three questions. I ask these. Uh, I should probably tell that story. You, you limited me on time, so I'll be brief. I was the first member in my county up here when I joined. Uh, so I didn't have a whole lot of people to go and lean on. And I had only the resources of tactical civics and a good guy in the southwestern part of the state named Jeff Graham who would talk to me if I'd call him. And I uh, had my hands full with what I was doing here, and uh, they impressed upon me the need to tell other people. So being lazy, I decided to share that 11-minute video with people because I figure it tells them everything they need to know. What am I going to yeah. tell them that it doesn't say? But I needed to get them to agree to watch it. So I hit upon if they could say yes to me three times, and then I'd ask them if they'd watch the video, that would work. Do you think there's too many criminals and not enough public servants in government? Yes, absolutely. Do you you think the criminals need consequences and the servants could use some supervision? Yes. (laughs) Do you think somebody should actually do something about it for once? Yes. That's why I joined Tactical Civics. It's a set of solutions for that set of problems. If I sent you a short video that explains it, would you watch it? Yeah, I would. I I'll did. It. It, was, yeah. it was phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Best 11 minutes I've spent since uh, New Year's. I sent one of those out every day for 30 days in April. Ten people joined. Now, I, I did say, I'm going to send you the link to Tactical Civics 2. If you like what the video says, go to the link. You can press the red button and join. Uh, regardless, I'll call you back in two days. That was, that was what I did, which meant now I have two phone calls to make today. I got to call somebody back and I got to call somebody new. Mm-hmm. Literally, I would go out and sit on the seat of a John Deere mower in the barn with Reuben the turkey beside me while I'm doing this. Reuben is an integral part of how we launched Tactical Civics up here. We also have Rachel, but she didn't sit right there. Um, one third of all the people who got the video joined. The vast majority of them, I didn't ever call them back. They joined. The video was sufficient. They were, they were looking, they watched a video, they joined. So I took the next 21 days and repeated that. Seven more people joined. I think I'm on to something. I think I'm on to something. Uh, we accumulated enough people to get together and start a chapter, put together some seminars. We started having all kinds of numbers of people show up. Folks are hungry for this. 
You know, they're going to take your guns. I don't get you to show up. What are you going to do about it? Well, I'll just buy more guns. Well, okay. <laughs> not against that, but uh, how, how does that, you know, how does that exert your control over those people? And the first step is, did you know you have control? Did you know that there's a mechanism that allows you to enforce the supreme law of the land? Marbury versus Madison was the first court yeah. case. Any law that's repugnant to the Constitution is no law at all. And that's most of them. And all we have to do is enforce it. That's all we have to do. And, yeah. and, and from what I learned from listening to the books, all statutes are unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how we've been conned and had the wool pulled over our eyes for generations. I mean, I, I never knew any of this stuff. And, uh, you know, obviously I didn't pay attention or learn much from in school regarding the Constitution. It didn't interest didn't me back you. then. But it wasn't there. Yeah. Well, and I will say, too, we mentioned how great your all's website is. There are tons of books on that website. Uh, one of them is obviously The Great We Set, not The Great Reset, but The Great We Set. All the books, I believe, Bill, you can correct me if I'm wrong, all the books are available in ED, uh, ebook form, PDF, and audiobook, correct? No, not all of them. Not all of them are okay, audio. Okay. Not all, okay. No. Well, there are well, some that are on audiobook. There's a new one, uh, When We Rise. I'm not sure it hit audio yet. Okay. Right. But That's I think, all right. Aren't there a large part of them that are both uh, PDF and audiobook, Bill? There's enough on there to keep you busy this week, yes. Okay. All yes. right. Well, again, it's a fantastic resource. Bill, we always like to leave our guests and our audience with one definable action step. What would that be if you were to uh, give a good piece of advice? I think I know what that is. Go to TaxCivics.com, push the red button, and join us. And if you've already done that, somebody's going to contact you and help bring you into the fold, get you involved with the rest of the organization. And if you've already done that, I look forward to seeing you on the Wednesday Wednesday night Zoom. And I will say you all do a fantastic job of follow-up. I I joined, and then you you called a few days later, and then Randy and I had a call uh, this uh, Zoom this oh, past mo- week, my, uh, this Monday, yeah, yeah. and uh, you guys have a, a a great. I don't know if it's a in your platform in your online platform. There's some like a built-in. It's kind of like built-in social media and an app and everything all inclusive. I think you guys operate on something called Mighty Networks, but it's fantastic. Uh, just the community that's that's in there for people to follow and learn from. So. Well, there's a lot more for us to learn and to teach people, so Absolutely. we surely hope that we can get you and some of the other people from Tactical Civics on to talk about certain topics and uh, just kind of educate. I know you're, you've got education on your website, but it'd also be great to try to convince some of our viewers that we need to make a make a move. And I will say for the low, low investment of what I spent for the Great We Set book, I would recommend everyone who's watching or listening go out there and get it. And again, the Great We Set, W-E set how you can join americans taking america back one county at a time and enforcing the constitution at last bill thanks so much for joining us here today on patriots with grit we appreciate your time and everything you're doing to get america back on track and sharing truth with uh, with all the great folks in this great land thank you gentlemen we appreciate it we hope to have you back on for some awesome updates thank you so much bill take care all right this was a perfect story about our republic that has been lost, the opportunity for us to learn what we've been hidden and to put this back into practice. And it's all about educating yourself. And once we're educated and we have the numbers, we start taking our counties back 
and our state's back and our entire government. So with that, I want to be sure that everybody is sharing this stuff and getting it around. Send it to 10 people you know, regardless if they're not, you know, if they don't follow your political views, it's not political. It's not about politics. It's not about politics. It's about the true republic we're supposed to have. And if you get involved with tactical civics and start reading and listening to some of this stuff, your jaw is going to be on the floor. You had no idea of how bad our government, our corrupt judges, all of that. Like I said in the show, you know, it it doesn't matter. You know, if you have kids, if you have grandkids, if you have great grandkids, you have to get involved. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, you know, left or right, you know, whatever. You you have a duty. You have a duty to save this country for your future generation. So, Randy, we've had hundreds of people on, and I will say, I think tactical civics is one of the most direct routes people can take. I mean, everybody's wanting to go. get to the same spot. I know. Would you agree? And I think there's too many. We're too fragmented. We're doing too many things wrong. And once you listen to these books, you're going to realize there is a straight path, and it's by educated numbers. Absolutely. So, guys, thanks for watching again today. Another awesome episode here at Patriots of the Grid. If you would, please go out there, like, follow, subscribe, and share. Uh, We're over on Rumble, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. See you. Thanks for watching another exciting episode of Patriots with Grit. We want to keep you informed, so if you would, just go over to PatriotsWithGrit.com and give us your first name and your email so we can keep you up to date. Also, be sure to subscribe, like, and share so we can keep bringing you truth. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. See ya.